the volume. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Basketball, football, they have awesome new and existing user promotions. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You can get your winnings back in two hours. My favorite, the same game parlays. You can bet five or ten bucks and win 150 bucks or more. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Get started now. Sign up promo code Colin so they know we and I sent you. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to the Monday Morning Podcast. All sorts of things to talk about. This is one of my favorite times of the year. We get to that mid-March where March Madness is right around the corner. NFL free agency is right around the corner. The NFL Combine's wrapping up. I love this time of the year. Let's talk Aaron Rodgers. He's going to make a decision here in the next 48 hours. Listen, I've said this for years. I root for captivating. I want more interesting stories. I spent every Sunday for 11 years at ESPN watching every Patriot snap. And as great as they were, as dynastic as they were, I got Patriot fatigue. I got Belichick Brady fatigue. One of the reasons I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers to leave, it's just more interesting. Denver's got better players. And let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers knows it. According to Ian Rappaport, a very sharp, dependable reporter, Aaron Rodgers is torn between staying in Green Bay and leaving. Well, if he had a Super Bowl roster, why would he be torn? He'd have a Super Bowl roster, his great relationships in Green Bay, and arguably the second worst division in football. He's going to get, therefore, a home field advantage playoff run and a bye. You're only torn 
if you think somewhere else has better players. He's not going to Denver because the division's easier. Mahomes, Herbert, Derek Carr twice a year. He's not going there because he has a community and a staff he knows well. He knows Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett. He doesn't know everybody else well. He's torn because he knows Green Bay, if Devontae Adams got injured, doesn't have a legitimate number one receiver on the roster and arguably doesn't have a legitimate number two receiver on the roster. And Devontae Adams has been hurt and it's the NFL. Players get hurt all the time. Look at the Rams last year. Robert Woods injured out for the season. OBJ hurt in the Super Bowl. Devontae Adams has a couple of injuries. Are you going to put your stock in a roster that's top-heavy with little star depth? Aaron knows Denver and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got a much better defense. It's much more talented, a better defensive culture. Denver's got much better players offensively and much more depth offensively. Aaron knows it. They've got potential stars at safety, two really good corners. They've got an all-pro level left tackle, excellent depth at running back. Pro Bowl level tight end, four or five legitimate receiving targets. He's only torn for one reason, because Denver's got better players. Also, what's more fun? Aaron leaving is more fun. Matt Stafford leaving was more fun. Brady having legitimate weapons is more fun. That's what I root for. I may be a sportscaster, but I'm a fan. So I am looking for Aaron to move. And oh, by the way, Packer fans. If he does, and I still think it's, you know, 55, 45, he stays in Green Bay. If he leaves, I don't want to hear this from Packer fans. We're sick of him anyway. Oh, really? Because you're the Packer fans the last eight years when I've criticized Aaron for being high maintenance, nini, and kind of overrated in the postseason. You defended him to the hilt. So don't suddenly get amnesia and pretend like you aren't hurt. It's like when Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma. He's the best college football offensive coach in a sport that's leaning offensive. You're hurt. You're not burned because of the way he left. You're burned because he left. And you're going to be burned because Aaron potentially leaves. I don't want to hear you're done with him if he leaves. Because you defended him at every stop along this 10-year odyssey of high maintenance. There's something very interesting and different between NFL fans and NBA fans. NBA players, the star players, have their own shoes. And many fans obviously buy those shoes. So you have a connection to an NBA star. Whereas you're not sitting around wearing cleats, even if you love Patrick Mahomes. And it's funny what that creates for sports fans. Westbrook still has massive defenders. He's now an atrocious player. He's a complete liability. The Lakers won the championship two years ago, had Phoenix on the road last year. They bring in Westbrook. They still have AD. They still have LeBron. They add Malik Monk. Melo's been good. They've still got you know some pieces there. Westbrook's ruined the chemistry. The previous two years, say what you want, the chemistry was great. Caruso, KCP, Kyle Kuzma. Here's the other thing about this trade. Kyle Kuzma now is a better player than Westbrook. He is. Fewer turnovers, higher field goal percentage, much, much better defender, more rebounds, more reliable, less of a head case. Lost in all of this Westbrook stuff is the fact the Lakers gave away a player who still has four to five to six years of prime left in Kyle Kuzma, and clearly Westbrook is a completely shot fighter. But yet he still has fans. In the NFL, Derek Carr, in chaos, 
led the Raiders to the playoffs. And outside of Raider fans, and even often among Raider fans, it's hard to find a large Derek Carr support group because you don't wear his shoes. I think a lot of that is the difference between NBA and NFL fans. NBA fans will keep the grasp on their favorite star, even when Derek Rose gets hurt. Derek Rose is clearly not the same player. He's your guy. You got his shoes. You spent money on it. You wear him. There are guys all over the NFL that are really, really solid to above average players. Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. They don't have nearly as much as support as a player in basketball that's an absolute liability today and has wrecked the Lakers, Russell Westbrook. So expect Mitch Trubisky, the former Bear quarterback and first round pick, to be a starting quarterback next year. And you'll probably hear about it in the next few days. Keep your eye on the Steelers, the Washington football team, and the Colts. Jim Mercer, the owner of the Colts, is furious how the season ended. I think it's a big mistake, but they move off Carson Wentz, in my opinion, perhaps for Mitch Trubisky. A lot of people are pushing back. I can't believe Mitch Trubisky would get a second chance. Time out. If you live in Chicago, let me ask you a question. Is Matt Nagy a good coach? Oh, no, he's not. Okay. Is Mitch Trubisky a good quarterback? Oh, oh no, he's not. Then how did he get to the playoffs twice? You got to be good at one of those two positions to make the playoffs in the NFL. You do get that, right? Best quarterback won every division in the NFL. In a division with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, Mitch Trubisky made the playoffs twice and they fired Matt Nagy. Now, I've never been a Trubisky fan, but we see Mitch Trubisky all the time. It's called Teddy Bridgewater. We all know this in the NFL. They're franchise quarterbacks. Okay, you got your franchise quarterbacks. Then you got your backup quarterbacks. But there's a third group. It's called bridge quarterbacks. You're not going to give him a five-year deal. You're not going to build around him. And the leader of the bridge club is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the guys that often join him are Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, and now Mitch Trubisky. There's got to be a third group in there beyond franchise guys you pay the big bucks to and backups. And there is. And it's a tiny group, but Bridgewater, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, and Mitch Trubisky are your classic bridge quarterbacks. You give them a three-year deal. You can get out of it after two. You draft a quarterback perhaps behind him. They are good enough to win games and keep you playoff viable. And I do believe with the Colts or the Steelers, Mitch Trubisky, and I'm not a fan, is good enough to do that. So is Teddy Bridgewater. So Coach K coached his last game at Cameron Indoor. Jerry Seinfeld was there and Adam Silver was there and a bunch of former Dukies were there. Too bad Duke didn't show up. They got hammered by North Carolina. You know, I tell my kids all the time that um, don't get discouraged because even for really talented, successful people, being really successful is hard. You watch that MJ documentary. He was fighting with the owner, the GM, Dennis Rodman, coaches. Phil Jackson was his third Bulls coach. He didn't make any playoff series as a winner. He never won a playoff series. Michael Jordan never won a playoff series without Scottie Pippen. And he's arguably the best basketball player of all time. Most of you think he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Couldn't win a playoff series without Scottie Pippen. The point is, he overcame. Even for the great ones, it's hard. Coach K won over 500 more games than John Wooden. And if you read the book by Ian O'Connor, Coach K, he was almost fired. 
When he got the job, it was a shocker. He was roundly criticized because he had a losing record at his previous stop, Army. The one-and-done culture gave Duke fits. And before Johnny Dawkins, you weren't really sure if they were ever going to be an elite annual program. It was hard for the greatest college basketball coach of all time. It was hard for the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan retired in the middle of his career to play minor league baseball and then retired again and then came back again. All the greats, coaching, executives, players, it's not where you go to school. It's not just your measurables. To me, the common thread is always fight and resilience. MJ was resilient. Coach K was resilient. Go read that book by Ian O'Connor. It is remarkable the struggles for over 30 years Duke had multiple times teetering on the edge of irrelevance, and he overcame. You'll figure out very quickly in that book the one thing Krzyzewski was. Day one, a fighter. So a story last week, the Cowboys, according to Adam Schefter, are going to move off expensive whiteout Amari Cooper. I don't love the move, and I said that on FS1 and on iHeartRadio. Um, Dak Prescott with Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott without Amari Cooper, with him and without him, he's two different quarterbacks. And without him, he's a B, B-minus quarterback. With him, he's a B-plus, A-minus quarterback. That's the difference between winning playoff games and losing them. But what do we learn from the Amari Cooper situation? Well, I've always had an opinion because I think many of you know that have listened to me. I would love to be a general manager of an NFL team. I'm certainly not qualified. But if I'd have spent 30 years pursuing that and not broadcasting, who knows? You know, maybe I get lucky. And if I ran a team, and I've talked to GMs about this, I would pay big money rarely with total discretion, and I would almost never pay early. A rare exception is Justin Herbert, uh, Josh Allen, uh, uh, Russell Wilson. You know, when you're looking at a guy that is clearly a Hall of Fame talent, uh, arm, brains, movement, players like him, you know, there, there's a handful of quarterbacks you just do it for. But um, the Cowboys paid. Ezekiel Elliott, not only early, two years early, at a position running back that most shrewd general managers don't believe you ever pay early because it takes more of a physical beating than any other position that touches the football. You can't hit receivers, can't hit tight ends, can't hit quarterbacks like you used to be able to. You can still drill from any angle a running back. The Dallas Cowboys front office is now paying a price for a move that was very, very easy to predict. They paid a running back two years early. And now their second best running back is Ezekiel Elliott. I don't like this move. CeeDee Lamb had one catch against the Niners, case of the drops last year. Um, Michael Gallup's coming off an ACL surgery. Cedric Wilson's a three. Um, they're going to have to go to the draft. And because they were a playoff team, you know, they're not taking high enough in the first or second round unless they trade up to get really the top four or five receivers available. And Dallas is in a win now window, right? They're not into developing a slot receiver from the third round. 
They need a guy to come in and be productive. And there'll be maybe four or five of those guys. They're not going to get them. Don't pay running backs early. Never pay running backs two years early. College basketball championship season is approaching and there's no better place to get in on the action than the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's where I bet. New customers place their first college basketball bet risk-free up to 1000 bucks. Bet college basketball any way you like. I like the same game parlays. You can also jump into action with live betting. Same game parlays are great. Bet a little, five, 10 bucks, win a lot. Or bet with big promotions like odds boosts. Those are fun. When you win, FanDuel's gonna pay you little as two hours. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Sign up, promo code Colin, to get your first bet risk-free up to 1,000 bucks. That's promo code Colin, that's me. Make the college basketball championships mean more on FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-HOP P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. All right, we bring in somebody who does really good work and has done work, great work for a long time. In fact, I don't bring other talk show hosts on my show very much. I bring Mike Missanelli on a couple times a year. He's got big opinions. He's smart. Uh, and Philadelphia is a highly competitive sports market. Uh, so to be able to win that market for years and years and years is really something. And a Mike works at 97.5, the fanatic. It's, it's as good as any sports talk radio market in the country, highly competitive and devoted fans. You know, it's funny, Mike. Since I've moved to FS1, especially in the last three years, people have said, Colin, you're doing a lot of LA sports. And I keep telling everybody, yeah, because all the teams here win. <laughs> I would love, I talk about Philadelphia all the time on my show because you have like interesting teams. The Jets are terrible. The Giants are terrible. The Knicks are terrible. The Nets are a mess. The, the Mets are a mess. You know, it, it's, it's funny what's happening to your neighbors in New York. It's just bad management, bad owners, bad teams. Conversely, Philadelphia is kind of fascinating. So let's start with the Sixers. Uh, we said on our show, I, I, I thought, I said, listen, I like the coach. I like Embiid. I like the talent. I like the chemistry. It's a winning culture. I thought, I thought Harden, when engaged, you know, there's some Kobe analytics here. He's virtually unstoppable. Are you a little surprised how seamless, how quick, how joyful it looks? Yeah, first of all, good to see you, Colin, and uh, thanks for the kind words. Uh, this town's upside down right now, and uh, it took the first three games with Harden in the lineup to get this flow going. And the, the energy here right now for this team, uh, they lost to the Heat last night, uh, and Harden did not play. But, you know, his first home game on Wednesday uh, was just uh, the, the roof was about to blow off. And I think in, in Philadelphia, when you give these fans a team that they know is pretty good enough to possibly win something, the town just lights up. And also it helps to have a star. And in this case, they have two stars that are working together very well. Uh, their, their spacing has been the most amazing thing that you, you can see yes. right now. That With those two guys in the lineup, they space very well. Uh, their only flaw right now is the strength of their bench. But, you know, when you look right. back at all the teams that have won, their bench wasn't really that strong. Their starters were really strong. So these guys are yeah. going to play close to 40 minutes once playoff time comes. And if they can avoid that first-round matchup with the Nets, which I think is a little precarious, uh, this team can actually get to the NBA Finals. Yeah, we said that this week. We said, you know, one or two things that are important in the playoffs, do you have two closers? Philadelphia does. 
Um, bench doesn't matter as much. I mean, Utah has had a bench for years. Miami this year has a great bench. But who do you go to late? Jimmy Butler's more of an athlete defensive guy than a get a bucket guy. He's about a 20 point a game guy. Uh, and bam out of Bayou again. Nobody's he's not in an Embiid or a Giannis class to, to get a bucket. So Miami's got a great bench. Uh, so I think Philadelphia's bench, it's fine. You've got length. Um, I, I think you basically, if you have seven guys, you're kind of fine. I'm not a Ben Simmons fan because, Mike, I've always believed there's one thing you can't coach or teach, indifference. It's, it's just like your business. You love Philadelphia. You love sports. There's a lot of guys with a good voice. If you don't love this stuff, it's too much crap with advertisers and management. <laughs> and it's just, you've got to love it. Like, I, I don't get the Simmons thing. Give me stories. When well, did you just say, I'm over him? Well, I think they are now. Uh, it, it's funny. Uh, when this thing first happened, it was just uh, hard to comprehend that that one guy w- would be willing to blow up uh, an entire season and an organization, frankly, uh, w- keeping the organization kind of in limbo uh, over this. But you're right about him. Uh, we had like four years to study the guy. He has absolutely no ability to self-evaluate. Um, you know, when this thing happened, the reasons why he was criticized were valid reasons. He did not take a shot in four straight fourth quarters in a playoffs, and they lost to an inferior team. So when Doc Rivers said what he said, I, I know that's going to rub a player the wrong way. Um, and he probably shouldn't have said it. But a guy with self-evaluation should be able to look at it and say, you know what, that hurt, but maybe he's right. And, and, and I've got to do some things to, to change it up because he's just – absolutely paralyzed in a game to take a jump shot and doesn't realize that that's wrong. You know, it it was always everybody else's fault and not Ben Simmons. And you go back like psychologically, I hate to play, uh, you know, psychologist, armchair psychologist, but he was raised to be a prince of sorts. He was like the prince of his country Uh, and his parents, I think were very much enablers with with his talent. And he was the next thing that that was going to come. And so I believe that his his brain has hardened into the point where he does not think he has any flaws at all. And to just hold out for an entire season, just not realizing what that was going to do, not only to here, to Philadelphia, but his own career was just mind boggling to me. Yeah, there, um, you know, there was a scouting report when he left college that said um, he wasn't always highly competitive in crucial moments. That is a total red flag. The fact that he's ducking the game against the Sixers is a complete red flag to me, right? Oh, it's totally. But, you know, as soon as that that he was traded, there was no way that he would – you know, everybody here felt there's no way that he, that he was going to make that game. Although people did get sucked into buying $500 tickets for that game. And, and I, there's no way he's going to face this kind of music coming back after, after all that had happened. But, you know, the, the, just the, the progression of the whole thing was just so ridiculous. Like he he showed up because his agent said, if you don't show up and take part, you're, they're not going to pay you. And so he came back and thought that they were just going to pay him. And so what he did was didn't want to participate in Doc Rivers practices or his drills and thought he was going to be able to get away with that. And, and then they said, OK, well, if you're not participating, you're not really uh uh, satisfying the requirements of your contract. So you're not going to pay it. And then the mental situation came up and, and it's really, 
it's tough to talk about that because it, it, it keeps you at bay that, you know, how can you make a judgment on, on how a guy's feeling mentally? But we all thought it was just a ruse for him to try to collect money. And, and it did. They, they started to pay him. And then he said he was seeing somebody on his own. And then uh, the Sixers couldn't verify that he was seeing somebody on his own. So they withheld money again. And, and he just didn't get it. And so he got what he wanted. Uh, he goes to uh, to Brooklyn and uh, and now is back because he thinks that in the NBA, it's just easy to miss a whole season and not work out and then come back and play at an NBA level. So now he's got legitimate back injuries or whatever it is. But the Sixers, the thing about this deal, because a lot of people said at the start of the deal, oh, how could you give up a backup center as valuable as Drummond and, a, and a, a shooter like Curry? Well, basically what they did was they traded Ben Simmons for a superstar in James Harden. And as soon as Harden's come, the fans really didn't pay enough attention to Harden's game. What we found out most of all about him, he's a smart player. Now, he just knows what to do on a basketball floor. And he's made everybody around him better, especially Tyrese Maxey, who's going crazy right now. Well, that's the interesting. Maxey and he are an interesting because Maxey, by the way, wants the ball, highly athletic. I mean, he's an interesting player. Is there any concern that that could be it could be agitating, that that may not be ideal. No, I, he's been freed up. Uh, Tyrese Maxey with Harden on the floor has been freed up to do what he does best, which is he's he's kind of a combo guard. He, and you saw him at Kentucky. He just flies. It, and Harden creating space, it, it makes Maxey so much better. And he's fearless. And, and Harden's kind of taken him under his wing. You know, the, the halftime the other day uh, against uh, uh, that game on Wednesday night, uh, uh, Harden goes up to him at halftime and says, all right, you ready to play now? He had four points in the first half. So in, in the second half, he just took charge. And Calipari was there. I was sitting right behind Calipari, who had come to see him and Emmanuel quickly and Randall and all those Kentucky guys. And, uh, you know, he, he says, this is the way Tyrese Maxey plays. So I was talking to him a little bit. Just get him out in the open, get him out in space. When he has to be the point guard, he will. And they've been doing that with, with they, when they take Harden out, they make sure they keep Maxey on the floor to Tobias Harris. And he's just a fun-loving kid who loves to play the game with no pretensions at all. Yeah. Um, let me pivot to Jalen Hurts. So I've been highly critical of Tua in Miami. And my takeaway is he's not a playmaker with his feet and he's not a playmaker with his arm. He can't do anything off script. So if you're a little smaller than ideal size, you got to give me something special. I defend Jalen Hurts saying, little small, I don't think he's a great thrower, but he is absolutely too productive as a playmaker not to give another year. That's my interpretation. But in Philadelphia, what are they saying about Well, it? you're probably right when you look at it logically. Um, I don't <laughs> think, like, really, because I don't think the Eagles believe that. I think the Eagles, if they had a chance to make a deal – uh, Russell Wilson's been their white whale. They didn't draft him. They were sorry they didn't draft him. They, they've loved him ever since. Uh, I don't think he's going to be available. But uh, they've been also interested in Deshaun Watson. I think that they do want to upgrade the position. I don't think he's got – they have total belief in Hurts. And I don't think he played to that level where you go, you have total belief in him. Now, if they don't do anything else, he's obviously going to get one more uh, year to do it, which is interesting because in, in the draft, they have three first-round picks. Whether they save one of those picks for next year when the quarterback draft will be a little better than it is this year uh, is, is the question. So I don't believe they will draft a quarterback. I do believe that Hurts will, will get one chance to do it. 
But <laughs> it's funny that you bring up Hertz because when they drafted him, I thought it was the biggest organizational failure I had seen in uh, in, in Philadelphia sports because of the Wentz thing just crashed and burned on them. And one of the linchpins was it that they drafted Hertz and and uh, Wentz really did not take it well. And so uh, like they didn't figure that would happen. Uh, and and the Wentz thing just just blew up. And so when it blew up, they had the biggest salary cap hit in the history of football at 38 million. That's to me not a success. I always thought the Eagles were well run. And then over the course of a year, you hear the Doug Peterson story, the owner meddling, Howie Roseman. And we heard some of that with Chip Kelly, but hey, he's a college coach and Chip's an odd bird. And I like Chip. He's an odd bird. So, okay, that that's that's not that's Chip. And then Doug Peterson, who's kind of liked. I mean, most of my NFL guys, they kind of like Doug. I mean, is he a great coach? He's kind of likable guy. And then you hear stories and again, there's meddling and it's like. Is this a shit show? Like, do they know what they're <laughs> do they know what they're doing? Yeah. So I wanted you to give me a Philadelphia view. How is the ownership in the front office viewed? Because I, when Nick Sirianni held his press conference initially, I thought it was embarrassing. I, I didn't even know what to say. Well, so did we. And we had we had a blast with it, by the way. But uh no, it, 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 it's really uh an interesting dynamic here with this uh with Jeffrey Laurie, I believe, um likes to get involved. And at first it didn't seem like he did. I, th- I, I the theory is that Hertz was his pick, that that Roseman really wasn't on board with taking Hertz in that position. But Lori's one of these guys that will watch college football on Saturdays and think that he knows something that he really doesn't know. <laughs> and, I, and I think he, he, he's had a lot of input uh, because of that. Now, Roseman is strategic in that he knows he's the trusted voice and Lori believes him. So um, his brilliance is to convince Lori that he really knows what he's doing. And so the Lori has eminent trust in him. His drafts have been horrendous the last three years. And uh, everybody is nervous here that with three number one picks in that, I call it the danger zone because it's the teens going towards 20 where Roseman has made a lot of mistakes. So yep. uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do here. I'm a draft, Nick. I'm a dork. I love it. I love college football. Philadelphia is not a big college football town. I grew up in Seattle. The Huskies won a national title. Um, I was a USC fan. Uh, I worked in Tampa, so I followed the SEC. And I've been to a lot of these stadiums. I like it. You know, I grew up with it. I like it. Um, It's a bad draft. Uh, I, I have a lot of NFL executives and scouts I know. Everybody wants to trade down. Um, it's just a bunch of B players. I think the kid out of Michigan, the pass rusher, is probably your safest bet, but he's not TJ Watt. I mean, there there is no Fletcher Cox in this draft. Uh, there is no Aaron Donald. There is no Chase Young on the defensive front. Um, and I, I kind of look at where the Eagles are poised, and I think to myself as I watched them last year, I'm like, they got into the playoffs. Hurts probably in Nick Sirianni, probably 10, 15% improve. The division is still weak. And I'm like, can they get three starters? I mean, you have an elite corner. You kind of have to rebuild a little bit your line play. It's old. Like where in in not a great draft, though, you have a nice supply of picks. Like where would you say, okay, here's three picks. Go in this direction. Well, I don't know where they're going to go, but they're they're, – they're very line oriented. So, and you're right. I, I don't know who's going to, they need a pass rusher badly. And, uh, you know, Derek Barnett is probably not going to be back. He had Brandon Graham coming back from terrible injury and he's old. 
So they desperately need a pass rusher, and they're probably going to take who's ever left on the board, whether that's Ajabo or whether that's Carlottis uh, uh, from Purdue or, or the kid from Florida State that they liked at the Senior Bowl. So I, I believe that will be their first-round pick. They, they also need a corner. They need a linebacker more than any other team in the league, and they just won't pull the trigger on a linebacker in that spot. So I wouldn't expect that they'll go linebacker. If they keep three picks, which I doubt, they would probably go uh, – Two of them will be defensive, but they'll also be intrigued to take a wide receiver uh, in that position. Um, if they do that, Howie Roseman admits that Jalen Rager was a failure, and I'm not, yeah. no, I'm not sure he's ready to admit that. So I, I know your guess is as good as mine, but they they need defensive players, and, and a lot of people here want them to take three defensive players with those three picks, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll trade one of those picks. I always like Doug Peterson, but when you're doing local stuff, you see the warts. You know, I, I'm flying at 30,000 feet. So I thought he was likable. I thought he was a player's coach. I thought he was a guy, you know, over the course, it's almost like Joe Torre is a baseball manager. I don't know if he's great with X's and O's. He was good at managing people and egos and the press. And I thought Doug was pretty good at that. Am I right or wrong? What he, were his strengths and liabilities? for a while. But then I think that people saw that he, he really wasn't that astute of a coach. And, he, you know, you watch him during the games and the adjustments that didn't come and the fundamental errors, the, the, the mistakes. The Eagles, it, it's it's hard to knock a coach that won a Super Bowl. I get it. But, you know, I just think the Eagles that year caught lightning in a bottle. And with all due respect to Doug, uh, it, it went downhill from, from that point on. And I didn't think he was a very smart coach, to be honest with you. So uh, I don't know what Jacksonville is going to get, but th- there wasn't really much disappointment when when he was when he decided not not to do it anymore they they obviously love them because he won the super bowl but they don't love him enough they don't love him like they love nick Foles. when nick Foles can can do no wrong for for the history of his life in philadelphia because of that run he had with the super bowl as it turned out he you know he was kind of a mediocre quarterback most of the time you know what it is philadelphia pays attention so Peterson is fine in Jacksonville. He's not fine in Philadelphia. Yeah. Andy Reid is somebody that lasted a long time in Philadelphia. Belichick would last a long time. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. If you pay attention and Philly pays attention to everything and dissects everything, Doug's got a little country club to him. Jacksonville, they don't pay enough attention. <laughs> no, you're, you're probably right. I, and you're right about – see, I always said this like the, the – when we criticize McNabb, people couldn't understand it because, you know, and in retrospect, he's probably underrated because he's the best quarterback in franchise history. But we, we saw every snap and we saw, uh, you know, everything else. They, they pay attention here to every snap and every call, every play call, things like that. And yeah, he was coming up short. And uh, and Doug Peterson, kind of the same way, he was just coming up short. He, there, there were some ridiculous game plans that. Uh, he didn't seem to, to adjust at halftime when he could have made adjustments. And, and so that's the thing about Philadelphia. People outside of Philadelphia don't realize that we pay, pay attention to every dribble and every snap. And, and right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it people get hurt by the perception, the national perception, 
But then, you know, I try to tell people they're not like you. They're not following every snap. It, it is really important to you, this particular sport, this particular game. And, and I get it because a lot of the reasons that you mentioned before, we're in a Northeast corridor and sports is so important in everyday lives of people here where it wouldn't be somewhere else. Um, I, I've said this before is there are days I deeply miss doing local radio, big market Philly, um, Boston, uh, the intensity take. I do a, a podcast. I do a simulcast. It's hard to take calls on a simulcast because it's a TV show. Right. Where, whereas in radio, it's a, it's the lifeblood of the show. You get great passion and arguments. If I said to you in Philadelphia sports radio, which, which to me is the most intense sports radio market I've ever heard. Um, I think it surpassed Boston. Um, if I said two things that always get phone calls, what are they in Philly? Simmons and Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> now the Simmons thing is run out, but we ran with that on a daily basis. There's always a guy. It's funny in my career, it started way back. Uh, by the way, our, our show is also simulcast on TV. So the, the TV uh, on NBC Sports Philadelphia, regional network that has the Sixers games on. But when I first started, there was always a compelling guy that you could talk about all the time. It started with Randall Cunningham. It went to Allen Iverson. It went to McNabb. Uh, Lindros was in there for a little bit. Uh, and, and Simmons just grabbed everybody's attention, not only for his the way he played, because there, there were some moments where everybody, you know, he's a breathtaking player when he wants to be. But then it yeah. shifted to the negative where he wouldn't take a shot and everybody thought it was ridiculous and lost their patience. But it's, uh, it hurts every day. When, when the Eagles are playing, it's hurts isn't good enough. Okay, then he had his good game. Hurts is good enough. But then it goes back to hurts isn't good enough. And it ended, the season ended with people being ambivalent about hurts. So that, that's a topic that will, uh, it will still go on as, as they start the season. Philadelphia has always had this reputation as uh, brutal, harsh opinions, uh, not informed. And I tell people this all the time. Because the weather is poor in the East, people actually watch more sports in the East. They are informed. Um, I mean, in California today, it's 69. That's not a good day. The beaches. It's not that people in the LA don't watch sports. But the minute a team's average, they bail because of social options. In Philadelphia, they don't bail. They bitch, they watch, <laughs> they complain. And so, you know, I, when I would listen to East Coast radio, it, it I I was struck by the intensity. And it, at first it was jarring to me as a West Coast guy. I'm like, God, these people need to kind of get a life. And I thought, well, I live here. I'm indoors all the time, too. You're either in your car or you're indoors. Um have you? Do you think Philadelphia fans have gotten a bad rap through the years? Uh, a total bad rap, uh, and, and you know those stereotypes are—they're uh, just extended by people who don't aren't here every day. Like you know, for I—I I think that we had a a, a little uh, thing with with Andy Reid. You're Andy guy, and yes. and at the time Andy was starting to wane here. And, sure. Um, so I, I think that Philadelphia fans can't be conned. So when a team is good, like they see this team, they're on board. When they're not, they're bitching about why they're not good. And, and so somebody is a fall guy for that, whether it's the manager, whether it's the head coach, whether it's the ownership, the way things are run. Uh, so right now, the cycle is flyers way down. 
Phillies, we don't know anything about. Eels, hopeful. Sixers, reality. This is a team that the people here recognize is good enough to win. So, uh, you know, it's heightened. But, but you're right about what they don't bail. They bitch. And that's makes, that makes Sports Talk Radio here tremendous. Yeah, it, it, really, it really does. With sports betting taking off, it's important to find the experts you can trust to help you make some money, right? Check out the Favorites Sports Betting Podcast powered by FanDuel, only on the Volume Podcast Network. My buddy Chad Millman, pro better Simon Hunter from the Action Network, twice a week here to help you become a smarter football better. Every Tuesday and Thursday, Chad and Simon break down the strategies of professional sports bettors, the ones they use to find the right games and the right time to bet. Download the favorite sports betting podcast only on the Volume Podcast Network. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards, 
or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Mike, I wonder if you've noticed this, uh, and I think you probably have because you know you're a curious guy, and I think I'm a curious guy, is that our careers, sports radio isn't one thing. It evolves, just like coaches, teams, sports. I mean, you and I now, analytics drive baseball. I think it's hurt the sport. There's not enough base runners. There's not enough action. Um, I don't mind three-pointers in the NBA, so I'm cool with the analytics. And I do think playoff basketball gets very situational. The mid-range game absolutely comes back in the playoffs, right? You're trying to draw a whistle. You know, you're trying to, you know, the mid-range works. But one of the things I've noticed between legalized sports gambling and I would say sort of the business acumen of Roger Goodell and the owners, my show is a syndicated show. It's about 70% NFL. Baseball analytic inactivity and the inability to market stars. Um, college basketball now is a tarmac. It's a one and done. Who knows who plays for anybody? I mean, you could ask a Philly fan about Villanova starting five. They'd probably give you two guys. Um, college football is hit and miss depending on the region. But I've noticed over the last seven to eight years, I do more NFL than I've ever done. And I wonder, A, have you noticed it? And B, is it the same for you? It, it has always been that way. Uh, the Eagles have taken up, I, would, I don't know, I would think 75% of the interest. If you had a, a pie chart, it's always Eagles, 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 unless a team comes along that can possibly win something. Um, so, yeah, you know, when when autumn comes, obviously the Eagles will will take over and the NFL will take over. Uh, this is a football town more than anything. Uh, and, and baseball, you know, it, it's uh, Bryce Harper has really helped because he's a star yeah. that people like to follow, but they're not good enough. And, and everybody knows it here. You know, people still come to the ballpark, but we don't really talk yeah. that much about the Phillies unless there's some kind of a, a compelling issue or unless they show they're good enough to win. So the summer's. Sports Talk Radio here, uh, it's tough. It's tougher to do a show in the summer than, than any time because the baseball just doesn't kick up the interest. Um, and, and, you know, the Flyers have their base, but we don't really – and we carry their games. And this – this we haven't – I don't know if we've taken five calls on the Flyers uh, in, in the last uh, two months. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. This it's it, The NFL takes over. The Eagles take over here. It's a football town. And one of the guys I forgot to mention that was what, that compelling interest that we could talk about every day was Terrell Owens when he was here. And he came he yeah. came like a meteor and just flashed through the atmosphere. And uh, he's doing push-ups on his driveway. Now, what, what better scenario as a sports talk radio host can you have a wide receiver who leaves his team, kind of gives them the finger, and does sit-ups in his driveway, and we're, <laughs> we're there with live cameras, and we're talking about it every day. You know, you, you talked about, I'll throw a baseball thing at you. Um, I did AAA play-by-play out of college. I thought I was going to be a baseball announcer. That was my kind of, I don't know if it was my dream, but it was what, I got a job at a college doing AAA baseball for an inning. So it was like, okay, it's my first break. And then I did some local TV years later. One of the things that's been um, remarkable to me 
is how baseball has let football trample them. Now, the NBA has always been player driven since we were kids. I mean, I can remember, I can literally name the Sixers starting lineup with Billy Cunningham coaching and Caldwell Jones. I mean, Steve Mix and George McGinnis. It was always a player's league. That was always a player's lost to Portland. Back yes. Yeah, okay. No. And those were great teams. And I mean, I can go I can go to the Dave Bing, Bob Lanier Pistons. It's always been a player's league. Uh, I mean, I grew up with the Spencer Haywood and the Sonics and Bill Walton and Dave Torzik and Sidney Wicks of the Blazers. I can't do that with a lot of football and baseball teams years ago. But what's remarkable about baseball, um, indifference kills a sport, not negative public. It's like us. People can hate us. That's fine. If you're if you're indifferent to Mike Missanelli. That you're in trouble. Yes. And what I find with baseball during all this, you know, negotiations, nobody cares. I mean, seam heads, but are you taking calls on it? No, and we're not. A lot of people don't understand the, the whole dynamic of players' union and, and owners and what they want and everything. But you're right. They, you know, what happened in 94 apparently is not a lesson to owners. Uh, that you know, they lost the interest in the sport for a lot of years until the, the P, uh, PED home run race came in, and I, they seem to be oblivious to that now. Uh, I, I don't know how it's going to affect it. I, I know it's a nice evening at the ballpark for kids and families, and and they go to the games as as sort of a recreational thing. But you're right; the interest uh, it, it, when this ends, whenever it ends, if they miss uh, an inordinate amount of games. People are out. Then it may take them, you know, several years to get get back in there. And you're right about not marketing stars. I mean, you know, for for a lot of years, the best player in the game was Mike Trout. He seems just uninterested in, in marketing the game. And NBA players can't wait to market the game because they know that's where the action is. That's what brings fans in. Uh, and baseball has done a, a, a poor job. I don't know what they could do about it, but because baseball players are baseball players, they're just superstitious people that when they bring too much attention to themselves, that they, they think it's going to be a jinx and they'll go over 35. So they're, they're not that willing to participate. Baseball is like one of these unforgiving sports. When, uh, when you think you got it mastered, it, it bites your head off just like golf. Uh, so I, I don't even, I don't know how to market baseball. I, I really don't because if the players don't have that pizzazz and aren't willing to get involved that way. How do you do it? Example for me is I really watch a ton of NFL and college football. And then when it ends, I take about two weeks off and then I go heavy into NBA. So like every day I'll work out about 4, 430, which is 730 your time. I'll watch the first half of the Sixers or the Nets. You know, I'll watch multiple NBA games. And I know that I don't watch as much as a Philadelphia fan. So you know, if if you want to break down bullpens or benches, I can always lose to a local fan or a talk show host, right? I take a, a, my view as sort of, listen, I watch Philadelphia. Embiid's Baby Shack, Harden's Kobe, and a veteran coach. That formula's won a lot of championships. That's, that's you know, that's Tony Parker and Duncan and Popovich. That is, you know, by the way, that is, if you go, that's Kobe, Shaq, and... Uh, at the time, Phil, like I, I do realistically look at the Sixers and think, yeah, I don't think I don't think Milwaukee's defense is nearly as good as it was a year ago. I don't think Miami has really a great shot maker with three minutes left. You have two. Uh, Chicago, I don't buy. Chicago's the classic. We throw a bunch of B guys together. They play their butts off, but they have a total ceiling in the playoff and situational basketball. 
I do think Philadelphia is going to win the East. I really realistically do. Do you? Uh, I, I just watched uh, Milwaukee tonight. And uh, the thing that, that they're deep and they're deeper than the Sixers. So uh, I, I really think that's going to be a, a tough series. I think the Sixers can win the series. But I just worry that uh, for people here that, that Milwaukee just has a little more depth for them. Uh, and, you know, they can go to different guys and get uh, input from. And, you know, the, the Sixers are getting the big three has turned into Harden and Bede and, and Maxi. And Tobias Harris has been a little lost. So when I look at Milwaukee, been. I go, well, you know, Tobias Harris isn't as good as Middleton. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Giannis obviously is a complete player. Drew Holiday is a good player. But they've been getting all these contributions from guys off the bench. Like this Wara has come from nowhere. Uh, to play well for them. So I, I think it would be a really good series. Right now, if you would ask me to I would lean a Milwaukee to slightly until I see more of the Sixers. And, you know, they have a big game uh, against the Bulls uh, on Monday. Uh, so we'll see more about that. But, you know, backtracking to what you said about we pay attention. I remember one of the classic examples of, of Philadelphia mentality is when Kobe Bryant came here for the All-Star game. And uh, obviously, you know, Kobe uh, grew up like a couple blocks away from where I am right now. And so he he became a Philadelphia icon after the fact. But when he was first playing with the Lakers, he disassociated himself completely with Philadelphia. He called himself an L.A. guy. He wasn't a Philly guy. He's wearing Dodger hats around uh, he, when they were going to play in a series. He got, we're going to cut Philly's heart out and the whole bit. And, um, you know, all that is competitive juices for Kobe. But people took it here like like they they wrapped uh, each other around like with their arms like uh, how dare uh, he say that? how dare he turn his back on us and and so they booed him at the All Star game and if you remember that that caused uh, a national disgrace you know how could Philadelphia boo Kobe Bryant he's in, he's a Philadelphia guy blah, blah, blah. but they didn't know the backstory of it and, sure and so and that's what I mean by by the people here paying attention to li- the littlest things and they held that against Kobe even though he's a star player and he came back here for the all-star game while other people looked at it like what a disgrace we looked at it like yeah don't ever do that to us again <laughs> Mike Missanelli, 97.5 The Fanatic, one of the great talk show hosts in the country. My friend, it's great seeing you. You're a busy guy. Uh, I always appreciate you doing this. And, you know, I have great admiration and respect for how hard you work. And I love when we go back and forth and you know your shit. And I love having you on. Uh, man. Same here, Colin. It's, it's always a pleasure to, to join you. Good, and it's good to see you. And we haven't seen each other in a while. So keep doing what you're doing, brother. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Take care. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right 
with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.